Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. It's 8.45. All right, mate? Come on, mate. Come on. Just a little one. Just I want to get it out tonight. Come on. Just, just, it's peak. It's peak viewing. Come on, son. Before we start, how's John Ryder? John Ryder's very, very good. He, um... Obviously, gave a great performance in Mexico. Um, loads of great feedback. I mean, people love to see someone that just refused to give in and just kept on trying throughout the, the whole fight. Had a little holiday. We're going on a little holiday now, resting up, but already messaged me about the next one. You know, um, I think he really enjoyed it, to be honest with you. I mean, I know it was a, a brutal, particularly first half of the fight, and his nose was in a bad way, but. I think he loved the week. He loved the experience, and he loved sharing twelve rounds with with Canelo. You know, and I think started to believe in himself as the fight went on, and wants to be back at that level, um, ASAP. Um, we'll come on to Canelo and that fight uh, in a little bit. But what what a, an interesting and a weird day in boxing. Do you know yeah, what I mean? There's some people that are lucky that have got me now. And not um, eight hours ago. Why? Well, because I've calmed down a little bit. I mean, it was a it was a big shell shock, you know. Um, just the biggest shambles I've ever seen. Like, I can't buy. It's so frustrating when you get a fighter who starts to become a bit of a star, and then the politics of boxing and fights that are ordered and mandatory defences just get in the way of our plans. And people start messing around, don't know what they're doing, and it just it derails momentum. And I'm not bothered about the fact that, you know, Fraser Clark's pulled out and, you know, people who say they want to do things for the good of the sport and not worry about the politics and all this sort of stuff. I'm, I'm just worried about Fabio Wardley. Because all of this stuff, you know, we could have just locked in a date. And now we're left with no fight. And now we're going to have to try and lock in a date for July. But it's just a shambles. Like, and, and I feel for Fraser Clark. Fraser Clark looks like a complete idiot. And Fraser Clark's credibility, quite frankly, is on the floor. And I feel like he's been hung out to dry. 
really, because I know Fraser. Fraser wants to fight. He's a fighter. And he's a very good fighter. And it, that fight was a great fight. You know, it was a pick and fight. But now he has to go and fight Harry Armstrong at your call on June 10th. And it's just going to get ridiculed. And I don't understand the process, in all honesty. You know, I'm told Fraser's devastated. He was in tears in the office, being told that he couldn't take the fight. You don't, you don't get told. You know, I've spoken to fighters about this. I said, can you imagine if I phoned you up and said, just to let you know, you, you're going to have to pull out that first bid. You can't take that. We can't run the risk of losing that first bid. So you, you never said that, that to a fight. I'm not saying that happened. No. Situation, I, listen, one, one, contractually, we can't, from our point of view. Two, I would never deny a fight. You know how much, I'm not going to tell you how much we were going to bid today. Fraser Clark was about to make an absolute fortune today. A fortune. And, and, a, and, a, and a fight for the British heavyweight title. You know, what is all this where we want to work with people, we want to do this? You don't. You're too scared to lose a purse bid to matrimonial zone. That's the reality. And people talk about, yeah, no, I understand the business. Sky have invested in him and they didn't want, well, well come on. You've got a chance for a tremendous fight. If you believe your guy can win, that fight has so much press, so much rivalry. It's just a classic all-British heavyweight type of fight. And you rob the fans. And you robbed the fighters of it, you know, because they, they had, the, the, it was there. And it was, it was so, people talk about, oh, it'll be bigger later on. Why? Why does it need to be later on? Fraser Clark's like mid-30s or whatever he is. Fabio Wardley's game is a bagel, ready to go. Don't need to build it. Or make, it's not that type of fight. It's a British style fight, you know. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, I'm only... Obviously, there's always a lot of hearsay in boxing, but I'm told Fraser's absolutely devastated. But I'm sorry, you know, as I saw Fabio's interview earlier, as a fighter, you've got to say no. You've got to say no way, because ultimately, the fighter pulls himself out of the purse bid, not the promoter, the manager, the British Boxing Board of Control licence manager, will speak to the board and say the fighter confirms he's pulling out. But he was told to pull out. And that is outrageous. Okay. So, in your opinion, explain to me this then. So, this is obviously being ongoing. We knew that the purse bids were due today around midday, etc. This morning, we as kind of fans or even the media, whoever, were expecting this bid to go ahead, right, today. So, in your opinion, why was it pulled at the 11th hour, so to speak. Um, do you think uh, it was decided today or do you think this has already been decided? No, I think, I think this may have been decided tomorrow. I mean, look, it's sometimes you just want to mess people around. I mean, we had our matchmaker, Tom Dallas, was on the train at 7 o'clock this morning going to Cardiff to bid. And, you know, I saw some stuff reported last night, boxer were bidding. So at that point, I spoke to Fabio and we said, oh, good, great, we're, we're all systems go. Woke up this morning, no news. Tom got on his train. Later on in the morning, advised, no bid. Boxer pulled out, or uh, Fraser Clark's pulled out. So the, the, the ball uh, notify you of that, correct? What you Tom, they, they notified Tom Dallas because we're, you know, we're travelling there to bid. So, <clears throat> but I don't understand, you know, 
you've you've asked to be mandated asked to be now i don't feel like they even should have been mandated necessarily but they were and all of a sudden it starts great back and forward on social. i mean two two great lads great back and forward on social 50 55 all of a sudden interest interest they both done a great job we speak to the design get their permission for the number that we want to bid we're ready we've lost we may have lost the bid i've lost bids before I mean, people take the piss that oh matrim always lose personal well, i might have lost today you but lost if i lost 15 grand the other day mate I know, but I also bid 2.1 million than that first bid. But in this bid, I, I believe we would have won the bid. But if we didn't, so what? Fabio gets 60%. Fraser gets 40 makes an absolute fortune and gets the fight he wants. So I don't know. I mean, I, until, you know, I saw, a, I saw a, a weird article from Sky. It's almost like written by boxer it was just like you know we've, we've offered fabio wardley the highest paycheck of his career bollocks you offered fabio wardley less than he got for his last 10 round fight so when did that offer come in they went to fabio wardley direct as you know he's on a fight by fight contract with us they're entitled to do that they made him an offer it was a terrible offer and he said no you know got much more you know better offers on the table than that that's less than i got for my last fight going to first bids so um eddie can i, I ask mean, you look, no one said what? no one said anything today like they're gonna you know i don't know what they're gonna this is what they're gonna say is and in the article <coughs> you know i saw um you know we we want to keep fraser's fraser clark's box office we want to keep him on the chant on Sky because we want football fans to watch him. So that got to do with it. Who did that? That was in a quote from Boxer yesterday, Ben Shalom. Right. But I don't know. I, I get it. You know, listen, when don't forget, when when they signed Fraser Clark, I was shown their deal, their offer, saying, Can you match it? And I said, Not in a million years. Fraser done an unbelievable deal. And I get that they've made an investment, but at the same time, you can't deny a fighter an opportunity like that. And under what contract says we're allowed to call you out of the fight? If you that's know, the case, yeah. I, 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 I've never seen a promotional contract that gives the promoter the right to pull you out of a purse-bid opportunity. How does that work? So what happens if Fraser Clark gets himself mandatory for the world title? And they turn around and say, I'm really sorry, but uh, you're mandatory to Anthony Joshua. But but Anthony Joshua is with the zone. So unfortunately, we're going to have to pull you out of that world championship fight. It just doesn't exist. So that's why Fraser's got to take some of the responsibility as well, because he should have stood up and said, absolutely not. No way. First bid goes ahead tomorrow. And I expect you to win it, or I expect you to bid my minimums, and and let's see what happens. Well, you, and in most in most in most contracts, if the promoter loses the purse bid, they will take a percentage of the purse. Standard procedure. Were you going to overbid for this, um, or were you going to pay what you felt the fight was worth? 
I always pay what I think the fight is worth. I don't over overbidding. You know, overbidding is not good business. Listen, sometimes you're aggressive and your margins will change or you don't mind losing money on a fight. But generally, you want to bid what the fight is worth. We were ready to be very aggressive today. Fabio knows that. And we were all very confident as a team. You know, we, we received the offers from Boxer. We talked about the number. It was nowhere near the number. I mean, it wasn't even, okay, I'll give you an idea. It wasn't even half what Fabio was going to make for this fight, the offer that he received. It was nowhere near half. What was it so, in comparison to his last fight? You said it wasn't as much less, as that. Less. Less. How much less? Yeah. Doesn't matter. I mean, less. But he just thought it was a 10 rounder at the 0 2, you know, against a guy that was 11. I mean, you're talking about a major fight here. Now, we've been to, we've wasted our time going to Ipswich Town Football Club, sitting down with a chief executive, talking about trying to stage a fight at Portman Road. We've no idea in the world that he would pull out the fight. I mean, when, every time we had a conversation with Fraser, we had it at, uh, you know, in Cardiff. He weren't pulling out this fight. No way. So we've been all systems go. We've been in meetings with the zone. We've been talking to venues. I, I myself went up to Portman Road to have that meeting. And it just pissed me off. Because I don't... I, there's absolutely no excuse for that. There is no valid... There is no valid reason why he should have been pulled out of that purse bid. Okay, so let me ask you this, yeah. If they've bid for the fight, as in... No, sorry, made an offer for the fight, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, that shows if that they're not worried about the fight as such with Fabio. So is this a case of losing the fight on a purse bid to a rival platform? Yes, probably. You. And you, not not even a rival platform, you particularly. Yeah, I mean, matchroom design. Yeah. yeah I, I think so. But I mean, you know, all we hear is we want to work with only, we want to provide fighters with opportunities. We want to work with other promotion, promoters, other platforms. It's fair cop. I just lost the first bid for 15 grand, Callum Smith against Betterfield. Sick as a dog I was. Absolutely gutted. Gutted. But it's the game. You know, I lost the first bid for the British title as well to Boxer. Dalton Smith. Yeah. Against Casey Benjamin. What do you think I say to Dalton Smith? Sorry, mate. Can't take that fight. You have to vacate the belt, mate. Not having you fighting on another platform. No. Bam Gardner. Baumgardner, um, we received an offer to do the fight on Sky. I went straight to Alicia Baumgardner, renegotiated the number up and said, bite the handoff. She went on Sky. She beat Michaela Meyer. She became a superstar. You know, I mean, that fight, it doesn't matter whether the fight's on the zone or Sky. It's a massive fight with so much attention, so much PR. Oh, yeah, it could be bigger on Sky. Well, what? We ain't got a fight now. So, you know, but look, I just, I get, I get the fact that when you go into that situation, it's squeaky bum time, right? You've invested money. I understand. But you, what you do is you puff out your chest and you send someone down to Cardiff with your envelope and you, you dig deep. And you hope you get it over the line. It's exciting. But loads of them. 
hundreds of purse bids. So excited. But what we didn't expect was fur coat, no knickers. Okay, look, this is a really hypothetical question, yeah? And it might have no relevance anyway. Fraser Clark has had six fights, yeah? After six fights, yeah, if you was in a situation many years ago, right, where it was a purse bid situation for a British title fight with Anthony Joshua, and you had lost the purse bid or in a similar situation, would you have pulled Joshua out of that? I can't. I can't. Contractually impossible. You can advise impossible. him, though, can't you? Sorry? You can advise him? Yeah, but contractually, I can't. It's, it's down to the fighter at that point. If I say to, to to Joshua, listen, and by the way, you talk about Joshua and Fraser Clark. I mean, no, I just, but anyway, it's a hypothetical, but okay. I'm just asking you. Right. What we would do is we would sit down as a team and I would say, Anthony, and at that stage, Rob McCracken, Rob, what do you want to do? Anthony, what do you want to do? I want this fight. I can beat him. I want that title. Okay, no problem. We can't get a deal done. So we're going to have to go to purse bids. All right, Eddie, this is what I've been told. Go and win that purse bid. Okay? Go to win a purse bid. Lose the purse bid. Contractually, we, we just move then take a percentage of the purse. It's not our promotion. Now, I don't know why I would say don't, you know, don't take the fight. Because what you would do is you would go to the broadcaster. I had it before. Various times when Anthony Joshua was world heavyweight champion, and we had a purse bid approaching, I would have to go to the broadcaster and say, just to let you know, because you have a carve-out in your contract with the broadcaster as well, because you can't always deliver fights for your broadcaster in that scenario. But what you can't do is go to a fighter and say, oh, I'm really sorry, this is going to be really bad for Matchroom if you take this life-changing opportunity, so can you pull out, please? Fighter turns around and says, no, I'm taking a fight, mate. And contractually, there's your percentage. Thank you very much. So you make that decision a long time before. You, you, you don't talk about it yesterday and go, oh, oh, um, pull him into the office and say, look, we've invested. We can't afford to lose this purse bid. Not we can't afford to bid. We can't afford to lose this purse bid. I would say that's your problem, mate. You better win the purse bid then. So we need you to put out. And, and, you know, he goes and fights, no disrespect to him, Harry Armstrong. He's now going to fight Harry Armstrong on June the 10th. And he's going to be, you know, it's going to be a hard hard time for him. And I feel for Big Fraser, I do. Because I know he was devastated. I mean, you know, I'm told in tears, but who knows? But I know he was devastated because it's embarrassing. You saw his, his tweet yesterday, deflated. That's coming out of a meeting being told you're not allowed to take the fight. What, what's your plan for Fabio now then? What, what have you spoke to him about? Well, I would, think that, I would think the British Boxing Board of Control would, would order David Adelaide, which I think what, is another great fight. Would Adelaide be thinking about this situation now? I know he's not your fight already. No, I think Adelaide would be licking his lips. He'll go, sweet. I felt I should have got it last time. Now I've got it. But he is fighting in June, I think beginning of June, is it the 3rd or 10th? And we, we need to fight. So we will be going to the board to say we would like a fight in July. And we will fight Adelaide. We don't, you know, I don't want him, Fraser, to hang around. Coming off the AJ fight, he was happy to go and fight in June. 
but we delayed it. We were going to go early July if we won the bid. So we'd like to still go in July. Um, but we'll speak to George Warren and the team. But I, I expect him to fight Adelaide. Like, whether that's next, I'm not so sure. But I think the board will mandate it and happy to go through the same procedure or happy to talk about a deal. Do you think that, that if that does get mandated, goes to Perspins again, do you think you can, as you will kind of have a relationship now with George Warren and Queensbury, do you feel like you can make that fight? Uh, regardless? Yeah, I mean, look, George, George, George has invested money and Frank has invested money into David Adelaide. They will want to do that fight on BT. We will want to do the fight on zone. They will make us offers. We will make them offers. If an offer comes in where I feel that's a great opportunity for Fabio Wardley and his team feel it's a great opportunity for Fabio Wardley, then we will go and take the fight on that platform. If Adelaide receives an offer that he feels is great, maybe he will come to design. If not, if we can't agree, we go back to the purse bid scenario and myself and Frank will pull up and see who's got the deepest pockets on the day. And whoever loses will take the fight. There is no there is no way in the world that Frank Warren, George Warren, would pull, or certainly David Adelaide would allow it to be pulled out of a of a purse bid after for that kind of money. Ed, you, imagine, it, you imagine? Do you imagine? Do you imagine? We're all trying to negotiate the deal. David Adelaide against Fabio Woodley purse bid, right? Now you know it's gonna be chunky right the bids come in wow both guys have it off congratulations to them and then frank warren turns around to david Adelaide and says i know we lost the first bid you can't take that fight mate sorry you got to go down headline at your call next friday adelaide would go i mean one they wouldn't do that and two adelaide would go huh, absolutely no chance mate I'm taking the fight. Do you think Adelaide would allow himself to be pulled out of that fight in that scenario? Uh, Eddie, are you telling me, right, from any promoter aspect, yeah, the promoter, despite kind of advice that they could potentially give to a fighter, they've got no, like, right or kind well, of... I can, only I can only tell you about my contract and, more importantly, I mean, look, I've never seen Fraser Clark's promotional contract, but every promotional contract that I have ever dealt with, I have never seen the promoter has the right to pull a fighter out of a purse bid situation for a title. You're not saying it's impossible, I mean, though. Well, I, I mean, listen, Fraser Clark has representation. I cannot believe his contract says that his promoter can pull him out of fights that will give him a life-changing opportunity. But one, you know, one for Fraser, I'm sure you'll be speaking to him. Okay, so it's a, a little bit of a waiting game for Fabio's next move, but you want him out in the summer. Oh, really? We want to get we're going now. You know, we want to get out ASAP. He's got it's, great momentum. Yeah, Everyone's talking about Fabio materialise next, though, is it? Sorry? It's not going to be the Adelaide situation that materialises next, though, for anybody. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, they'll be pushing it. And he's fighting, like I said, I think early June. We'd like to get out a few weeks after that. But, you know, we'll see. We'll have a chat and see what everyone's thinking. OK. Um, right. Before I do let you go, because I do know it's like getting on. What, uh, obviously, you come back from Mexico, etc., with um, 
Canelo and uh, and Ryder. Um, only a little 55k out there, mate. Well done. Thank you. You sell all them tickets yourself, yeah, to the Mexican. No, I, I can't take all the credit for the tickets because obviously um, there was um, government support, um, people who handled the tickets, obviously Canelo Promotions as well. But the show itself, production, ring walks on another level. I mean, just unbelievable. Um, it was an incredible experience. It really was. What to is stand your... in that ring and watch all that unfold was amazing. What is your current situation with Canelo then, promotionally? Just that we've got the fight in September that we're planning. And, you know, if we can't deliver a Dimitri Bivol fight, we'll present him with other options. And if we can't get Dimitri Bivol or he doesn't like those other options, I'm sure he'll talk to other people. So we have to deliver what he wants, as always. You know, it's not a case of um, Canelo just to let you know you're fighting this person. Him and Eddie Reynoso come to me and say, this is what we want you to do. And that instruction was clear. John Ryder and Dimitri Bivol. We talked in a changing room after the fight on Saturday and the instruction was exactly the same. John Ryder and Dimitri Bivol. Ryder's now been been ticked. And now we have to try and make the Dimitri Bivol fight, which talks wrong going. Where would that likely to take place? Where? Yeah. Uh, in Las Vegas. Okay. Okay. What is the current situation regarding this fantasy night? I'm going to call, keep calling it fantasy night until I'm there. Come on. So I flew to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Before Mexico. Yeah. Um, had a very nice time, very nice evening with Prince Khalid and, and our friends out there. And, yeah, everything that's been reported in terms of what they want to make happen is true. Long way to go. No official offers made in writing or, sorry, no, no, no offers made at all. Only that. They're obviously aware of what AJ has made before to fight Ruiz and Usyk out there. And we expect that offer to be incoming. We confirm to them we want to be involved. We confirm to them we want to fight Deontay Wilder. And I guess they'll talk to all the other parties and see whether they can make it happen. If they can't make both fights happen, I believe they'd be happy to proceed with AJ against Wilder. But it seems like their intention is do, to do the two fights on the same night. I can't say where it's come from, but I was told today that uh, the people that obviously you're make, trying to make these two fights or even AJ Wilder with are not keen on any of those four fighters fighting before that date. Yeah, I don't. I mean, look, when you're planning something like that, um, you never want them to fight before. But I think from a mandatory point of view from an activity point of view all guys would like to you know I can only speak on AJ's behalf I want him to fight again I think he wants to fight again and I believe Derek James would like him to fight again so but until those offers come in in writing we can't review it or make a decision I do think AJ will fight at the beginning of August but we'll have to see where we get to. We're kind of working backwards from the December fight. 
It's a bit of a weird situation, but if you, if you look at kind of Fury and Usyk, AJ Wilder, if that obviously is the plan for December, you're talking about four fights that you have to rely on those kind of favourites in those fights, maybe winning the fights for this potential night. So it's a big fucking risk. It is, and in heavyweight boxing, anything can happen. But at the same time, um, I don't think that... Don't forget, Alexander Usyk hasn't boxed since September last year. Right? AJ boxed in April, so he's actually the one that has boxed more re recently. Wilder fought Hellenius when? I don't know, I can't remember. Last November, was it, or something? Roughly, yeah. um, And Fury boxed Chisora in December. So those guys would have to go a year or more till that fight. It's not ideal. Um, but we'll prepare. You know, we won't look at it. We we will make sure that AJ has the best chance of winning that fight. And for me, that's to have another fight in August to just work more with Derek James, get that confidence firing and get ready for that potential fight in December. You did tell me, I don't know, before Mexico that, an offer could be put towards Dillian White's way for a summer fight with AJ. Is that still a possibility or not? No, it's, a it's a possibility. I mean, I spoke to Dillian today, Dillian's team. And again, we're working backwards from that Deontay Wilder fight. We want to try and get that fight over the line and make the decisions based around that. But for me, I'm still very keen on AJ against Dillian White, but we'll have to see. Okay. Well, look, let's just kind of end on um, next week. Mm. What the fuck have you got planned there then in Dublin? It's a massive week. I mean, obviously, the homecoming of Katie Taylor. Um, it's just such a fantastic fight. You know, she bids to become a two-way undisputed world champion. Chantel Cameron gets her chance, you know, a legacy, a history of everything she's wanted. Um, the atmosphere is going to be incredible. The week's going to be incredible. Uh, just excited to get out there, really. Um, the workouts on the Wednesday uh, media evening or like a fans forum with myself, Ariel Hawani, Gary Cully, um, and... Andy Lee. Thursday. Oh, sorry? Andy Lee. Andy Lee. Thursday, press conference. Friday, weigh-in. It's going to be wild. Atmosphere is going to be off the chain. And um, looking forward to a great fight. Great fight, great night, great card. And um, rolling on after that to, to Lee Wood against Maurizio Lara rematch. That's come around so quick. That fight is two weeks this Saturday in Manchester. So going on from there to Sonny Edwards, obviously just announced um, the signing of Regis Progre as well, um, and Andy Cruz. So you in June... You have June 10th with Sonny Edwards as a three triple uh, world championship triple header at Wembley on June 10. June 17 in New Orleans, Regis Progre against Liam Paro. And the week after in Madison Square Garden, June 24th with Edgar Belanga. And the week after that, July 1st with Dalton Smith against Sam Maxwell. So from that period, I think July 8th is also Mexico. Um, July 15 looks like Alicia Baumgardner. July 22nd, I think, is in the UK. So that period from May 20th. I think we only have one week off um, at the moment to, for like an eight or nine week run. So looking forward to a lot of uh, good shows. Yeah, I have to applaud your double signing from the other day. 
I knew about Andy Cruz, but I didn't know about Andy Cruz actually. Andy Cruz is one of the great signs. I mean, the feedback's been incredible. Incredible from fight fans. They know how good this guy is. Honestly, I said in an interview, I wouldn't back him against anybody. Um, you taking a picture? Yeah. Just... Do you want to just, just get a good one? Yeah. Well, let's try and get like a little bit chiseled. So I can tweet people to let them know to start. Right, go on, Karen. Yeah. Or you're And um yeah, Andy Cruz, unbelievable signing. Regis Pro great, great signing. Um and a couple more to come as well. Ed- Eduardo Nunes as well, great signing. Making a little bit of a play in America, boy. And looks like Andy Cruz will debut on that card, the Alicia Baumgartner card in July. So very, very exciting times. And what I was saying was I honestly would put him in with anyone at 135 pounds. Um, moving fast. Fast, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I know it's obviously very difficult to try and get done, but I would like, I'd love him to debut against Keyshawn Davis. Oh, I mean, what? What, you debut him in a fight with Keyshawn Davis, yeah? They've, they've got a brilliant amateur. Oh, I know, right? I know. But... I know he won like 4 0 or something like that, but Keyshawn's a brilliant fighter. And maybe that's one for one fight time or two fight time, but. Like, that fight is a brilliant fight. And I would take that fight now. You would take that as his debut, yeah? One million percent. Oh, my God. Listen, I'll rate... I know, I know Andy Cruz would drop. I'll rate Keyshawn Davis massively. I think he's a great talent. But Andy Cruz is just different. He's like... This kid's unbelievable. Okay, listen, I've got to get on a little editing thing now because it's 9.20 and I do appreciate you doing 40 minutes with me when you really probably didn't want to. Or did you? I don't know. It's the only interview I've done today. Well, you haven't even done Charlie Parsons? No. Frank did that, but I thought, you know what? Can't do it to Coogan. The one and only exclusive on IFL today. Congratulations. Let's go, champ. Right, Edward, we'll speak next week ahead of a huge week in Dublin. Uh, Taylor Cameron and the rest of the card. Edward, thank you very much for your time. And uh, thank you very much, mate. See you later, mate. Go on, see you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.